Motiversity family, it's Marcus Taylor. And I want to thank you for tuning in to the Motivation Daily Podcast by Motiversity, one of the top 50 podcasts in the world. If you enjoy listening to Motiversity and this podcast, you need to download the Mindset Daily Motivation app. On it, you'll gain access to thousands of motivational speeches, including Motiversity's and mine. And now, with the new Mindset Alarm feature, you can start each day with purpose, waking up to powerful audios like this one. You may be average, you may be ordinary, but you have the opportunity every single day to make extraordinary decisions. And what you do today will determine your future. To download Mindset, just go to MindsetApp.com or search for Mindset Daily Motivation on the Apple or Google Play Store and listen to motivational speeches while getting ready for the day. Click the link to download Mindset now and get ready to transform your life. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's today the day where you make excuses. Or is today the day you make a decision? Is today the day you get distracted? Or is today the day you get laser focused and do great work? Is today the day you get stressed, doubt yourself, you feel anxiety, frustration, anger? Or is today the day you dominate your day by taking control? The easiest choice to make is to go down the road most traveled. The challenging choice to make is to tread a new path. The question is, are you ready to go down the path to your greatness? Every day, every day, there is always an opportunity to build, to create, to advance, to make progress. And you're either moving forwards or you're going backwards if you want to make breakthroughs and move through the resistance that you're probably always going to have but moving through it in a way that you make progress you become more it's now time for you to listen to your future self 
A great life, it doesn't happen by chance. It happens by design. So every day where you feel that resistance and you have the thoughts of, I could do it later, recognize that within that moment, you have the ability to use the power to take action. The challenge is to just get started. Not now, but right now. So today, look at all the things that you could do and ask yourself, do you want to win? You see, to win is to know what's important now. Say it with me, bring it on. Bring on the resistance, bring on the challenge and allow yourself to have the feeling of elation when you've got started and you've done something that you said that you were going to do. And the more you do this, the better you will feel, the more adept and the stronger you will become at moving through the resistance that we all face. What's the greatest thing that you will ever do? Just get started. You know, a lot of things that happen in life are kind of by coincidence or serendipitous. You don't necessarily plan on it, which is sort of, when you look back on it, you can see a kind of an odd plan going on, like a destiny or fate. If you can't control yourself, then you're in a lot of trouble in this world, right? Because when you just naturally are yourself doing things, you're going to offend people. You learn early on we're social animals. I have to tailor my behavior, you know? If you go on babbling about all about how you feel and think, etc., and you just say what's the first thing on your mind, you're going to end up having a very short career. You're going to be saying things that are going to offend people, right? And if you see somebody who has no self-control, it makes them, it makes you look like you're not powerful. If you can't control yourself, how can you control anything in your environment? How can you be a leader, right? You have to learn certain things about about your nature about who you are and and not just just be anybody you have to kind of tailor your appearances as well because for good or for bad I, i'm a believer in looking at the human animal without shame and embarrassment just as we are right and appearances matter it's the animal part of our nature we look we judge people by how they appear how they dress their tone of voice, their body language, etc., etc. It would be in an ideal world, we wouldn't judge people by appearances. We would just judge them by what's inside of them. Yes, I agree with that. But that we're not ideal. We're not descended from angels. We're descended from primates. So you have to understand that appearances matter. And this is part of, of, of the game. And so you have to control your appearances a little bit. You have to tailor it. You have to be a bit of actor in this world, on and on and on. It's not everything about life is having to be friends and having nice things and everybody like you. Sometimes what matters is getting results done. You want to feel that you have a degree of control over events in your life, over people, over your future. And that, to me, is what power is. The sense that I'm not helpless in this world. I remember when I first entered the work world as a very naive college graduate with all these ideals and things I'd read because I was studied literature and languages. Going, man, this is weird. People are playing all these kind of games. 
I'm in over my head. I made mistakes. I got fired for being, you know, too brash for, for outshine the master. It was painful, right? And so learning, you don't have to use the loss of power. I don't advocate crushing your enemy totally. I hope I don't have any enemies ever that I need to crush ever. You just need to know these things so that when you enter the work world, you're not naive, you're not stupid, you don't make the same kind of mistakes that I made. You spare yourself the pain. You understand the most fundamental thing about human nature. People have egos. Even your boss has an ego. You think he, he or she doesn't because they're powerful. They have, they're even more insecure than other people. You need to be aware of these things so that you don't inadvertently make them feel insecure and suffer the consequences. You know, I wrote a book on human nature and the idea is we were formed hundreds of thousands of years ago in particular circumstances. Our brains are wired a certain way. Yes, we're very sophisticated. Yes, we have the internet. Yes, I'm here being interviewed by you on a podcast. It's pretty insane but we haven't fundamentally changed. The same raw emotions of envy, of aggression, of, of you know, worrying about our status, about having to disguise ourselves and appear like we're saintly and loving, that we don't have a shadow, which we all have. None of that has changed. Power is a feeling, it's an essence, it's an emotion. It's a, it's a human need and desire. So the way I look at it, I like to look at it not through the lens of great power politics, but as an average everyday human being here in the United States or in England. The feeling that you have with your children, with your spouse, colleagues, the people who work for you, the sense that you have no control, that you can't influence them with your ideas, that you can't get them to maybe you know, soften some of their ugly behavior if they if they have that, is the most miserable feeling a human being can have. The feeling of powerlessness is actually more corrupting than the feeling of having a lot of power. You it makes it turns people into being passive aggressive, into playing all kinds of weird games, negative games to get power. For people that feel like they're wasting their time, they're not getting the results they want, what is one thing that they could be doing right now that would turn things around for them? I think one of the things is the way that we approach time. This is something that almost no one talks about anymore. So I feel like you may be behind. You may actually be behind your destiny right now. Like maybe you're not on pace. In fact, I think most people watching this, listening will say, I am behind on achieving my destiny. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I feel like it's slipping. I feel like I'm behind. So you better figure out time differently. And you can bend and manipulate time to your advantage. And so I, about 25 years ago, went, I'm not the most talented. I'm not the smartest, and I'm really not. I don't come from, you know, a whole track record of success, right? I don't have the perfect upbringing. How in the world am I gonna win? I gotta do things other people aren't willing to do, and I gotta fix the way I look at time. The most stupid, antiquated, ridiculous concept on planet Earth today very well may be that a day is 24 hours. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's the dumbest thing ever. 24-hour days were contrived when there were no cars. There was no electricity. If I wanted to get you a message, I had to write something down if I could, send it on a horseback, hope you get it. That's insane. Never mind the internet. So what used to take hours, days, weeks, months, years to do can be done now in a millisecond in the internet or on our smartphones. 
yet we measure the time the same way that guy did? That's bananas. That is so stupid. And so my days now are from 6 a.m. to noon. That's a day. It's six hours. And in that day, some days you just chill. But in that day, I'm going to get the amount of productivity, faith, working out, fitness, money, business, you name it, in that day. We've all had a morning where we go, I got more done this morning than I have in weeks. Well, why can't you do that every morning? So I measure time. I've compressed and condensed time. I've bent it. My day is 6 a.m. to noon, and I'm not crazy. You're crazy for thinking it takes 24 hours, just like some dude in a cave did 300 years ago. And it's unfair that people have taught you this. My second day starts at noon and goes till 6 p.m. That's day two. But what the cool thing is, at the end of day one, this clock goes off about noon every day, bro, and goes, what did I just get done? What didn't I do? What do I need to be accountable for? What do I need to double my efforts? Just like you do at the end of most days, right? And then the next day is 6 p.m. to midnight. And some of those are just fun days. Sundays I chill, right? But some days they're really super productive. What I've done now is I have changed and manipulated time. I now get 21 days a week. Stack that up over a month, I'm gonna kick your butt. Stack it up over a year, you're toast. Stack it up over five years, my entire life is different than it would have been otherwise. And if you do this for about 90 of your traditional days that you think are, you will come back to me and go, that profoundly impacted my life. And here's the other thing that happens. The world responds to you differently when you value your time like that. What is precious is valuable. That's why a diamond or this watch is way more expensive than the piece of paper that's written down there because it's more scarce. When your time, when you interact with the world is slightly more scarce, they respond to you as if you're more valuable. So you get more accountability, more productivity, more fun, more joy, and the world flips its response to you. All of a sudden you become more valuable and precious to people when your time is different. And you'll get thousands more days in your life and live a much more blissful and happy life than the person who only gets 24 hours. I found that nothing in life is worthwhile unless you take risks. Nothing. Nelson Mandela said, there is no passion to be found playing small and settling for a life that's less than the one you're capable of living. Remembering that you are going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. You are already naked. There is no reason not to follow your heart. Now fear is going to be a player in your life, but you get to decide how much. You can spend your whole life imagining ghosts, worrying about the pathway to the future, but all there will ever be is what's happening here. And the decisions we make in this moment which are based in either love or fear. So many of us choose our path out of fear disguised as practicality. What we really want seems impossibly out of reach and ridiculous to expect, so we never dare to ask the universe for it. I'm saying I'm the proof that you can ask the universe for it. Fail big. Today's the beginning of the rest of your life, and it can be, it can be very frightening. It's a new world out there, it's a mean world out there, and you only live once, so do what you feel passionate about. Take chances. If we stay in process, all right, within ourselves, in the joy of the doing, we will never choke at the finish line. Because we aren't thinking of the finish line. Because we're not looking at the clock. We're not watching ourselves on the jumbotron performing the very act that we're in the middle of. No, we're in process. The approach is the destination, and we are never finished. Don't be afraid to think outside the box. Don't be afraid to fail big, to dream big. But remember, dreams 
without goals are just dreams. If you don't know what you want to be when you grow up and you're 30, that's just fine. But I don't want to have to blame you for not exposing yourself to what you can be when you grow up. If you're sitting home watching football and say, I don't know what I want to do with my life, why don't you do what my parents did? Visit a new thing every weekend. Go on a trip. Talk to experts in all manner of tasks. And, uh, you know, visit a chef school. Visit a, a geology expedition. Do Just do things. And if you like it, you'll probably be better at that than anything else you choose to do. Because you you will invest even your downtime doing it. And as the saying goes, pick something you would do for free and make that your career. And you'll never live a sad day in your life. My father could have been a great comedian, but he didn't believe that that was possible for him. And so he made a conservative choice. Instead, he got a safe job as an accountant. And when I was 12 years old, he was let go from that safe job. And our family had to do whatever we could to survive. I learned many great lessons from my father, not the least of which was that you can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Joy is the feeling that we have from doing what we are fashioned to do, no matter the outcome. I started enjoying my work and literally being more happy when I stopped trying to make the daily labor a means to a certain end. For example, uh, I need this film to be a box office success. You know, I need my performance to be acknowledged. I need the respect of my peers. All those are reasonable aspirations, but the truth is, as soon as the work, the daily making of the movie, the doing of the deed became the reward in itself for me, I got more box office, more accolades and respect than I ever had before. See, joy is always in process, it's under construction. It is in constant approach, alive and well in the doing of what we're fashioned to do and enjoying. Of course, it was impossible to connect the dots looking forward when I was in college, but it was very, very clear looking backwards 10 years later. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever, because believing that the dots will connect down the road will give you the confidence to follow your heart even when it leads you off the well-worn path, and that will make all the difference. Some of those successful geniuses, and I say geniuses, not just, I'm not talking about IQ, right? I'm talking about an incredible you know, artist. I'm talking about an athlete. I'm talking about an advocate you know, in some area. Um, is they haven't, they're, they're clear about their identity, about who they are and who they are to the, to the world. And so, but I know what they, what they do commit is they do the work and they're committed to lifelong learning. And I feel like that learning, I always tell people, and we've had this, we had this conversation that if knowledge is power, then learning is your superpower. When people are, that's where they'll go though. When they, when they, when there's a gap, stop gap between where they are and where they want to be, they'll say, oh, I don't have the money or I don't have the education or I don't have the intelligence out of the network or anything else like that. And you know what, what you know as for all incredible success you've had and the value you've created for the world is that it's not about resources, right? Because we know a lot of people who, who 
didn't have any resources that were able to impact the world. Um, it's about our internal resources. And what I'm saying is optimizing our environment, optimizing our behaviors, our capabilities, our beliefs and our values, and our identity, right? That, at the highest level, our identity, because you can't just change your belief or your values or your behavior even if you don't believe you're that kind of person. Because if we don't believe that we're a public speaker or we're a great parent or we're a great learner or a genius, then we'll never be able to reach our full potential because that will always be the ceiling that we bump up against. They, they call it the two smallest words in the English language, but they're the two most powerful words in the English language. It's I am, right? I am, because whatever you put after that determines your destination or your, your destiny, right? And I think in your identity is who you believe you are. Right? You know all the, the five W's and the H we learned back in school. The, the identity is who somebody is. When we're talking about beliefs and values, that's the why. Why they do what they do. When we're talking about capabilities, that's the how. Right? That's the habit, right? The skill acquisition. When we're talking the behavior, that's the what. The what they're doing, right? And then when we're talking about environment, that's really the where and the when. Right? So I'm, gonna, I'm always going back, if I want to create change, create a new habit, create a new level of learning for somebody, I'm addressing those different levels. And if I, if I ignore one with somebody else or myself, then it's not going to stick, right? Because you're not going to have that congruency where it's going to affect, where it becomes second nature. And so going back to this, I think if I'm modeling genius and genius leaves clues, I'm thinking about, okay, where are they and when are they doing these things? So certain people are early birds, some people are night owls. So I could teach people, like I teach people how to read one book a week. I really think leaders are readers that in order to stay competitive in today's day and age, if somebody has decades of experience and they put it into a book and you can sit down and read that in a few days, download decades into days, I mean, I'm preaching to choir for everyone who's watching, <laughs> but that, that's, that's a superpower, right? That's a huge advantage. Mm. And so I'm thinking about, but some people, when I'm telling them to practice, and I get these results in 30, in, you know, about four or five weeks, where it's permanent, where they can read 300% faster with the same or better comprehension. Essentially, read something in 20 minutes that takes, normally takes normal people an hour. Right. But the reason why, but you have to practice. But some people will practice at inopportune times of the day and they won't get the same results. So part of it is the self-awareness, knowing your, what they call your chronotype, when's the optimal time to do this. They, they, for, depending on your body type, there's certain times of the day it's better to work out. There's better times of the day to be able to make love. There's better times of the day to be able to read, to check email, to ask for a raise. So I would think about like if I, geniuses found, find their element, their sweet spot, and they set up their routines and their rituals throughout the day to be able to align with their time when they're most productive. Right? If they're not, if they don't have a lot of energy in the morning, working out is probably not as good as doing it some other time. Um, so the when and the where and setting up your environment for success because all your triggers are there that allow them. So I think geniuses set themselves up. So for example, they have their laptop, but they only use their laptop for work and it's anchored, that's part of their environment, it's anchored to get them into flow states to be able to write or be productive. They don't use their laptop to watch binge on Netflix. Right, they have a very, they have an iPad that they use when they do that because that's the state that they want to anchor for that, and they don't use that iPad to do work. My bedroom is sacred space, right? It's, I don't do work in there. I, I keep it because that's my trigger to be able to rest, go into parasympathetic space. I set up my environment so I have my blackout curtains, I have my grounding pad, so it's to optimize my restful sleep that I do get. So environment, so genius leaves clues. They set up genius environments for themselves, and then the behaviors most people know because they're intuitive. You know, these people are. are are investing in themselves, they're, they're investing in self-care. Um, I always tell people that self-love and self-care is not selfish. A lot of people, you know, they're there for their friends and their family and their clients and everybody else, but they're not refilling their, their cup. Mm -hmm. So I think that we have to be, you know, grow givers. Meaning we have to, we grow so we have more to give to other people, so we have more impact with other individuals. Right, the metaphor I always talk about, it's like, we're either therm thermometers or we're thermostats. 
And a thermometer, you think about the functionality of it, it just reflects what the environment is giving it, right? It just reflects the, the temperature and stuff. But a thermostat is different. It sets a, a standard, it sets a goal, it sets a vision, and the environment changes along with it. And I feel like our happiness, our joy, our level of fulfillment, our success is all dependent on where we put the locus of control. And I feel like we have more power than we realize in these cases. Building self-confidence is the process of keeping the promises you make to yourself. And if you lack self-confidence, you've got a relationship and reputation with yourself that's not very favorable. But in life, as you know, we don't get like our goal. We get probably 25% of our goals. But we ultimately always get our standards. Long-term, you will get your standards. So the question becomes, what's the standard need to be then? And that standard needs to be, you keep the promises you make to yourself and one more. So if you're gonna do 30 minutes on the treadmill every day, you don't do 30 minutes. You do the 30 minutes, you do one more. You're gonna make 10 contacts in a day. You don't make 10 contacts in a day. You do the 10 contacts and you make one more. So you start stacking up mathematically all of these one mores. You've just done more so you're better, but you've changed the standard of your life. And you've built this superhuman type self-confidence that I not only do what I say I'm gonna do, I do one more than I'm saying I'm gonna do. And that's something almost nobody's willing to do. So I'm gonna get things almost nobody's gonna get. So that's one thing initially everybody can do. This is something that if we could train ourselves to do, our entire lives would change, which is that do the inconvenient or difficult thing in your day or in your life. Human nature is to avoid that. You, talk, you call it being lazy, but it's just to avoid the inconvenient. Napoleon Hill says in Think and Grow Rich, which I love, he says, on the other type of temporary pain, you are introduced to your other self, and that other self produces another life. So what we have to change, I think, to some extent is our relationship with pain. I'm willing to pursue pain. I'm willing to pursue discomfort and do the inconvenient thing because on the other side of that, I have extended my capacity. I've literally changed who I am by getting on the other side of that. Good times create weak people. Weak people create bad times. Bad times create strong people. Strong people create great times. This is the cycle of history. Thousand years of Roman history, our thinking, our process is so affected by the way we're raised generationally, the experiences we go through. So let me give you an example of why we're having challenges today and why I'm more than hopeful. What gave humanity its greatest jump in its capacity was pattern recognition around seasons. Up until that time, we were hunter-gatherers, barely able to survive. It all depended on what was happening in the environment. We were dependent on the outside world. But once we understood the seasons that planting in the springtime and then taking care of through the summer, boy, in the fall you can reap. And then there's gonna be winter and you gotta hang on to this stuff so you can survive. Once we recognized that pattern, humanity transformed. Communities were created, eventually cities and countries and states, right? So think of it this way. There's also a pattern of your history as a human. Zero to 21, 19 to 2021 is a springtime where everything's easy, it's easy to grow. Growth happens, you don't have to do squat. Your body grows, life grows. And some of us had a more protected childhood, some of us had no protection. We had to step up and take care of things when we were seven or eight years old. But regardless, overall, it's a time in which people look out for you, you're taught things, you consume what you're taught. But once you come 19, 20, 21 roughly, and sometimes it's 16 for some people, 25 for others, but you get the picture, you enter a new season of life. You go to the summertime where you start testing and go, well, this is what I was taught, but do I really believe this shit? 
You know, this is what people say, but now I'm in a relationship, you know? And so all of this, this next 20 years is an explosive growth period if you work at it from 21 to 41. From 42 to 62 is a reaping time if you planted really in the spring and you pushed hard through the summer, you're gonna reap. Now, if you didn't plant in the springtime, you're gonna weep in the season. <laughs> you know, you're gonna be like, I don't have any money, I don't have any time, I don't know what to do, where am I going? But that's a season of power. That's when you really start to be able to lead companies, businesses, environments, and so forth. And again, some people get there earlier, some later, but it, overall, generationally, that's it. And then 63 to 83 is winter, and that winter time is a little different for somebody, right? Now that time is, maybe it's time, I'm an elder in the community, now it's time for me to mentor, to communicate, and if you're lucky, it goes 83 to, say, 103. Maybe you get an extended period of time where you enter the next springtime. So there's seasons that you gotta understand because if you plant in the winter, I don't care how hard you work, you get no reward. If you bought a house, sounds wonderful, in 2007, normally great, 2007, probably not so great, you're probably just starting to do okay in the last three or four years, right? So there's a timing to things, there's a timing in your life. There's a lot of people now that no longer have a compelling future. They're starting to get into learned helplessness. Learn helplessness is, is when something is so bad over and over again, you start thinking the problem's permanent. No problem is permanent. Or you start thinking the problem's pervasive because I haven't handled my finances, my whole world's over. Or because my relationship's bad, my whole world's over. Your life is bigger than that. Or all this is happening because there's something wrong with me. When you get to that point, you stop trying. We all define ourselves in certain ways. And most of us defined ourselves years ago and we haven't done an update. And now you're in an environment where you're constantly told how bad it is, how terrible it is. So that stimulates the old part of the human brain, the fight or flight mechanism, the part of your brain that's always looking for what's wrong so you can hide from it, you know, or you can fight it, or you can freeze and hope it doesn't notice, or you can run from it. And so that part of our brain is never gonna make you happy. It's an important part. There's no saber-toothed tiger for us to run from anymore or fight. But now we get that about what are people saying about me online? And I think we're in a place right now where a lot of people are in this learned helplessness and they don't realize, you know, if you, if, if as an identity, if identity is how you've identified yourself and you see yourself as a procrastinator, why? Because you procrastinate so many times and disappointed, you don't want to be disappointed. So now you're a procrastinator, you're no longer disappointed. You feel certain, you'll never have your goals, but you feel certain. That's what most people do in their life. But if you set, let's say, a thermostat in this room at 78 degrees and the temperature drops far enough, something's going to happen because the computer's going to go, hey, 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 you're a 78 degree or what are you doing here at 68? And the heaters kick on and suddenly you get this drive. Not another day, not, I'm changing this relationship. I'm losing this weight. I'm going to finally do something. And then you push, push, push. Now, some people push, 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 and they go beyond their comfort zone, beyond what they expect, not their goals. It's what they're used to. It's their comfort zone. And let's say that 68 degrees is what they're used to financially. It's not what they want or their relationship or spiritually or physically. And they grow to 88, 98, 99 degrees. Suddenly the brain goes, hey, hey, what are you doing here? You're, you know, you're, you're not a 99 degree -er. And then all of a sudden the heaters stop and you lose your drive. And if that's not a bad, the air conditioners kick on and you start to sabotage and you go, what happened to my life? So identity is the number one thing I work to change with people, to expand it, not to get rid of it, but expand your own sense of who you really are and what you're capable of. And people think they're gonna get identity by 
When people say to me, oh, I don't have any self-esteem because when I was growing up, my parents said these terrible things and those terrible things. And I said, isn't it convenient you only remember those things? You know, I, they said a million things, but suddenly you've honed in on those. But let's get real. Someone can tell you your whole life you're a piece of crap, but you can say, screw you, read between the lines and make your life work. Someone can tell you your whole life you're beautiful, you're intelligent, you're the smartest person in the world, and you don't believe it. Because self-esteem doesn't come from what people say about you. Self-esteem is earned within yourself. It's esteem for yourself, which only comes by doing things that are incredibly difficult, and then your brain goes, this is who I am. When someone does something they once thought was difficult or impossible, and they get the other side, the brain goes, if I can get myself to do this, what else can I get myself to do? It changes their identity. When your identity expands, your whole world expands. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.